0: Welcome to Photo Mission Focus Discussing Photography, a podcast all about the things that we love about photography. This is Focus on Rotation, where I have different hosts joining me at the desk as we share and learn each week. Come and enjoy this week's episode with us. Welcome to Photo Mission Focus Discussing Photography. Hi, I'm Steve Finkel. On this episode of Focus, I'm flying solo. On this episode of Focus, I thought I'd investigate a commonly asked question that people will get asked it quite often when people meet me and they know my background with photography and, and that type of thing, and that is simply, what's the best camera to buy? This question's been asked thousands, millions, probably times, that people have asked friends who are into photography, their friends wants to get into photography, and they're asking their friend, "What camera do I buy?" And it's going to really going to come down to what photography, what type of photography do you do? That's going to dictate exactly what type of camera you're going to buy. You know, it'd be like asking um, someone who does woodwork and saying to someone who does woodwork, "Oh, what's the best woodworking tool to buy? Which is the best tool for woodworking to buy?" If you were wanting to do you know make bowls and table legs and wood turning then a wood lathe would be the best tool for you to buy to do those things but say if you were doing cabinet making uh, making cupboards and different things then a table saw might be useful to buy so there's really like in most things there's not just one thing that can do it all and it's exactly the same in photography there's not one camera that can basically do every type of photography you could possibly dream of or or want to shoot. And that's why people have several, some people own several cameras because they do a couple of different disciplines of photography. So they need different tools to do each one. Now, I mean, you could say, depending on what you want the camera for, what you want it to do, say if you're just kind of documenting some of your daily stuff and you want to take a few pictures while you're on holidays... But you don't really do anything too seriously with them other than maybe put them on social media, um, you don't print them or, you know, you don't um, on-sell them or whatever, they're simply photos that you've taken for yourself, then, yeah, you know, possibly a camera phone is your, is possibly the best camera for you, if that's the type of photographer you are. But if you're a photographer who wants to get, I suppose, more out of the pictures, then, depending like I said if you're say if you're into wildlife particularly say birds you're going to want a camera that you're going to have be able to put a fairly long lens on it so you can get a lot of reach with the lens because obviously it's difficult getting up close to wildlife and getting you know and most people with the wildlife shot they want to try and fill the frame with that with that animal you know it's nothing worse than seeing a picture of a of a line on a on a plane, and there's this little dot in the middle of the picture, and that's the line because it's been taken with a, you know, a 24 mil lens or a, you know, something wider even, um, and it's just a, a small thing on the plane. Where if it had been taken with a 600 mil lens, it's got a, more of a chance of actually uh, having some more impact. So the thing about it is, it's always going to be the best camera to buy or the best camera to own is going to really be driven by the type of photography you do type of shots, what you do with the shots, where the shots go after you take them. Like I said, some people take photos and, you know, they have a look at them and they the majority of them maybe end up as a file on a computer, or on a hard drive somewhere and nothing else much happens with them. Other people obviously are taking shots and shooting for for income where they're selling those shots and those shots are being used commercially or whatever. Um and again, what that person needs as far as a camera goes is is going to really depend on the type of work they're doing so you can imagine like a yeah, someone who shoots a lot of sports there's going to be a couple of things you're going to probably want if you're a sporting photographer it's a camera that's going to have a high frame rate so you can take a burst of lots of photos when something some action is happening in front of you so you can kind of pick the best frame Um, chances are you, you are also going to need some longer lenses as well because quite often track or something where people are running around or, or whatever you can't really get right in on the action you have to be kind of set back a little bit so having something a little bit longer lens will obviously work work in your advantage and I think like I said it's a lot of people sometimes spend a lot of time especially when they're starting to get into photography um or, or they kind of you know they start to look at buying a new camera and sometimes they can spend enormous amount of time poring over all the different options all the different features of this camera versus that camera and at the end of the day I think the the simple way to look at it is it has to be fit for purpose so whatever you want to use that camera for is it has to be fit for that so that's going to really be I suppose what you really got to look at is is kind of the you know the probably the eighty twenty rule which eighty twenty rule gets used in lots of different things but I mean if you can get a camera that can do 80% of the shots that you want um, and the other 20% of the shots that may not do as well, yeah, that's probably a good balance because, and, and again, it's going to really depend on the stuff that you're shooting, how often you shoot. And like I said, I see, I, you know, I have friends that kind of always ask for advice about what camera should I buy and the first thing I'll ask them is, what are you going to shoot? What What is it you're planning to use the camera for? How are you planning to use the camera And these are the questions you need to ask yourself is, how are you going to use the camera? What are you going to use it for? Where are the shots going to end up? Are they going to be printed? Are they just going to be used as, you know, digital files on social media? All these things will feed into ultimately what the best camera is to buy. And that's going to be a personal choice. Like, you know, it's, it's, again, if you look at many, many different things in life, you know, sometimes people will, you know, when they're buying something, um, salesperson will try and upsell them to something that is exceeds what they need for the particular purpose. You know, sometimes people buy, go to buy some new saucepans or pots and pans or whatever, and only have the salesperson try and upsell them, saying, "Oh, these are you know the professional chef quality and da da da." If you're just boiling up frozen peas or doing something else, boiling some eggs in them. Pretty much any pan is going to do that for you. Like that's going to work pretty much. So having a pan that costs you know three or four times the price of a basic pan isn't going to make boiled eggs any better. Um, So again, I think it's really thinking about having the right thing fit for the purpose that you need to use it for. And sometimes, like I said, it's easy to kind of I suppose people spend more than they need to spend, but I think you got to really sit back and take stock of what you're trying to achieve. And I see this quite often, and I look, like I've been guilty of buying things, thinking, oh, I'm going to buy this lens, or I'm going to buy this item, and I'm going to go into this level because I'm going to do that, and then I you know, never actually get there and do it, and have ended up wasting money. So I think it's really good sometimes not to jump out and be have that impulse buy, is to really think about, do I need this lens how will I use this lens? How often will this lens be on my camera? These are things that I think everyone should ask themselves because, like I said, it's easy, like I said sometimes to get fall into the hype of thinking you need everything, and sometimes, like I said, if you have a look at some of the the greatest work being put out by you know some of the fantastic photographers out in the world, quite often they're doing it with a minimal amount of gear. They're not like going out on shoots with you know trolleys full of lenses and bodies and different things. Sometimes they're taking one body, one lens, and they're going out and catching the world and catching amazing images because they've understood what they're trying to achieve, so they've actually then armed themselves with something that's fit for purpose, so they've got a camera that that can do the job, they've got a lens that can do the job, and they're you know out there capturing it and like I said it is you know it is sometimes easy to fall into that trap of. Just thinking that you need the latest and greatest and you don't always need the latest and greatest, and I think the thing is always with um, your photography as if you're new to photography that quite often people upgrade before they've actually before the camera's holding them back. If you get to a point in your photography where your equipment's holding you back, that's a you're shooting with kit lenses and they're just not fast enough for the type of stuff you want to shoot and you need to get to you know faster lenses that's That's a reason then to upgrade because you have a reason now because it's going to have an impact on the the work that you're producing the images that you are be able to capture the work that I suppose the the equipment is actually holding you back and I think once you get to a situation where if the equipment holds you back, then it's definitely time then to look at upgrading and again, I think use a kind of a write down what you need need it to do, what you need the equipment to do and then that should form a basis of helping you choose what equipment or what lens or what new body to buy based on the that list that you put together of things that you that's lacking in your current you know in your current system so say for instance if it's you know you start really getting into sports and you start to really love sports and you've got a camera that can only shoot three and a half frames a second that's going to hold you back a lot of times because quite often Three and a half frames a second. There's going to be times when the shots that you might have been able to catch if you had a camera that could, you know, do 10 frames a second, and then you can pick the best frame, you know, like, and that's what happens quite often. You see with professional photographers, they'll take a, you know, burst of shots in a particular situation when something's happening. And then obviously they've got the luxury of going through each frame and then picking that exact frame that tells the story, you know, so beautifully because they've just, you know, got these ones to choose from so in this episode talking about which is the best camera to buy so is there such a thing as the best camera most people will say uh, what's the best camera what's the best camera to have in your hand it's the one that's closest to you at the time when you see something interesting like you know it's no good thinking about Oh, i wish they had this camera Um, but if you had another camera in your hand um, that you could use to capture it by all means capture that camera because that's the camera you have at the time, so that's the camera that's is is the best camera for you right at that point. And I think, look, like I said it. A lot of people do agonise over this whole idea of having the best camera and what that means. And I think, like I said, it will mean for different things and for different types of shoots. I mean, some people will shoot with several different sev- several different bodies. So I mean, I have a number of different bodies for a number of different reasons because they all perform slightly different um so i have bodies that perform better in low light i have you know, bodies that have high megapixel when i need that and also you know that i have i have bodies that are just good as a walkabout type body that's sometimes a bit uh how would you say a bit stealthy it's not doesn't look like a you know i've got a couple of canon compact cameras that are uh, you know have incredible good zoom capability but sometimes in some situations they're actually quite good because people don't give you a second glance um and they don't realize you know the the quality of some of these uh compact cameras how good they actually are and the images you can actually capture so sometimes you can get into places that you wouldn't get in with a with a mirrorless camera or a dslr camera but you'll get in with a compact camera i think that's the thing people just kind of do agonize over it too long they do think it they over they over analyze it basically a lot of people We'll kind of look at this, but I think the simple thing is write you down write a list a wish list of things you want to do I want to be able to do you know I want to be able to shoot some high speed sports I want to be able to shoot in low light and so some of these combinations are is that you know you might have a camera that's got a high burst rate um, and then you may need to seek and buy a lens a faster lens so you've got that you know lower light capacity so you can gather up more light and not have to shoot at such a high ISO to to keep the noise down, to keep the images, you know, uh, much more pleasing. And I think, like I said, sometimes it is a combination of things and, and I think every photographer is going to be different. So what's in my camera bag and what's in your camera bag, quite often they're going to be different, Um, but they're both right because it has to be right for you. Like, it, you know, what what's it's not my... If I try and push my idea of what camera you need to buy, I'm not shooting the stuff that you're shooting. So I'm not walking in your shoes as a photographer. I'm not seeing the things that you see with your eyes as a photographer. That's not happening. So you're the best person to think about what it is that you need to get out of your camera. So what equipment you do need to have to be able to do that. And like I said, sometimes, like I said, people have, sometimes people, like I said, they think they need to upgrade, but the equipment they have is actually perfectly it's perfectly fit for purpose for the job they're doing. Sometimes, like I said, it's just a matter, too, of knowing your equipment. A number of times I've had people you know, talk to me, oh, I'm upgrading this camera because I want this fun- functionality. And they're like, yeah, but the camera you're shooting with already has that Oh, does it? So sometimes people don't even know what they've got. I think the, the thing is, it's really good to know your equipment and to know what it's capable of, the features that it has, um, how you can use it, you know, the frame rates and those type of things. And I think if you don't know that, maybe it's a good time to go back and pull out your camera manual and go to the specification section and read through it and read through what what are the features, what are the specs, and maybe the camera you got is actually perfectly fine for the job and maybe just that you need to maybe dig a bit deeper into what that camera is capable of and, and understanding some of the features that are in there and I think you know we're all guilty of this sometimes owning something and not actually fully knowing what it's capable of doing. Sometimes, like I said, we buy stuff and and because of one purpose, um, but don't really, I suppose, look at all the other things it can do as well. So, like I said, it pays you to go back and have a look at what the equipment you've got today. Read up on the, like I said, read up the manuals. The other thing is one of the traps that people fall into, I think, when they're trying to work out what's the best camera to buy is I'll go and read a lot of reviews. And what you've got to remember is a lot of reviews are based on that person's opinion. So basically, it's their opinion of that camera um, at the time they were shooting it in the way it was presented to them. So sometimes, like I said, the camera may have not been set up the best, which um, sometimes, like I said, you know, I, I typically find when I get a new body, it takes me about a week to get the body set up the way I like that's you know getting the controls the, the custom functionality understanding the controls turning on features that I need you know there's sometimes there's features in there you don't need that are turned on by default and you know I recently had an experience which I'm going to do a podcast a bit later about an experience shooting with one of the Canon new Canon mirrorless cameras anyway I had this feature turned on where it had a four second review in the viewfinder of the shot so you took a shot and the viewfinder actually would have the, the the image that's just been captured stay there for four seconds. You know, it was, it was an, to me, it was an annoying feature that I had to work out why it was doing it. And then I, I found it in the menus and I turned it off. And then I was, I was really happy that I found it because I, it, was, it was annoying me. But that's the way the camera came to me. So it had that feature turned on. And I believe that feature's not on by default. Someone must have turned it on. But, and the other thing about it is, if you do want to review, on a lot of those cameras anyway if you do want to review on the viewfinder you can use the review button on the back of the camera and when you lift it up to your eye it switches from the back screen to the viewfinder so you can view it and then continue on shooting but again sometimes it's about learning the equipment learning the features understanding what going on in the camera and like I said you know and then when you start to really understand that Maybe the camera you got is actually really really fit for purpose or maybe it's not fit for purpose. Maybe it's not the type of stuff that you're trying to shoot. It the camera is really holding you back. But again, once you once you come to that point, then you're gonna actually make a really good educated decision on your equipment because you're not just thinking I just need I need better. You know, you wanna understand why you need better, you want to understand where you need better, you wanna understand all these different touch points that you about that camera or that equipment that you're kind of seeking out to to do your photography. So, I like I said, it's interesting listening to people sometimes when they are, you know, buying equipment and why they, or even sometimes the reasons why someone bought a particular camera. And I always find it interesting that some people, like I said, and you, you realise soon that they've listened to a whole bunch of other people and they've got these, their opinions, but they're not you, they're not, they're not, shooting what you shoot I, I don't think there's there's really too many people who shoot exactly the same way in the world everyone shoots a bit different everyone has a little bit different idea of what they want to get out of their photography and the type of images they want to create and like I said that's what makes I suppose photographers unique I think photography is one of those disciplines you know like painting that you can be you can be unique you don't have to be like everybody else I mean You know, when someone who sits there and paints a picture, they can paint it in a particular style that suits them and that they're happy with, which then gives it, you know, some type of uniqueness um, and it gives, you know, a connection back to them. People, like I said, same happens with photography. People want to shoot something. They want to have that uniqueness. They want to have their own stamp that they put on it. So basically they'll shoot in a particular style and they'll use, you know, maybe they use certain features in the camera or maybe they'll use certain um, attributes of the lens that they've got. I mean, if they've got some really fast prime lenses and they may shoot at a really shallow depth of field to get a a nice, you know, creamy bokeh background happening. In a lot of their shots, they might shoot where crowd's seen, but, you know, the person at the front of the crowd's tack sharp and everyone else just blurs out in the background. They will develop their styles, and sometimes, like I said, the equipment they use... They'll favor those types of pieces of equipment because it gives them the results that they're they're seeking, so in this episode of Focus've been talking about which is the best camera to buy you know what is is there is there such a thing as the ultimate camera the ultimate camera that you just want to own and it does everything and like I said, I don't think it it exists I don't think it's been made that there is a camera that completely does everything you could possibly want from a camera I mean. Because some of the other points that people want from a camera, it's going to be based on the cost. You know, they're going to want a camera that comes in to a budget figure of, you know, how much they've got to spend. It's always interesting, you know, if you had, you know, when the budget's not a you know, concern and you can buy something and it doesn't matter if it costs 1000 or 2000 or 10000 that's not the reality for most people. Most people don't have a kind of open check um, situation where they can just basically, you know, peel off and, spend $20,000 on a camera body because they've got the money. But, I mean, people, I think, want to kind of think about how, they, what we are, how they're what going to use it. And I, I do see that sometimes, that people actually go out and they actually buy the most expensive camera or the most expensive lens they can get only to be disappointed because it doesn't really suit their style of shooting. It doesn't suit what they're trying to do. And like I said, it's going back to the the woodworking analogy. You know, there's different types of chisels and there's different types of planes and there's different types of woodworking tools, routers and, you know, drop saws and, um, you know, miter saws and all different types of woodworking equipment that quite often someone in a woodworking situation will own several of those pieces of equipment because they each do a unique job. So they'll use this particular saw to do this particular type of joint, and then they'll use something else to do something something else that they're making, whether it be a routed piece where they'll route something out to, to make something fit. Again, it's kind of, photography's probably no different. That we, You know, we have all these different tools that we can use, you know, being cameras. As when I talk about tools, I'm talking about the camera because that's the other thing to think about with photography, you know, you're the photographer, so you're the person who creates the image, who takes the image, who makes the image. The camera is simply the tool that allows you to be able to facilitate. The camera is just simply the tool that allows you to facilitate capturing that image. So you've got an image that you can capture, and you can now get that image into a you know digital file format that you can bring onto a computer, and you can then further enhance it or you can print it or whatever it is that you need to do with that image. So the camera, like I said, is a tool. And just like in the woodworking shop, you've got a bunch of tools and they're all going to be able to do something different. So again, in this episode, been talking about, I suppose, talking about the idea of what's the best camera to own, what's the best camera to buy, is there such a thing, does it exist? And I think for most people, they're going to own, you know, to cover off maybe all the things that they like to do with photography is is that they may own several cameras because each one will do a different job. Each will do it um, um, uh, to its best of its ability because sometimes, you know, that's what the manufacturers designed this camera to do. They've designed this camera to be used in this particular market segment. And we hear quite often about people who, you know, these days blogging cameras. And these cameras have been, you know, Um, cameras that have been designed for people who are doing you know online blogs they're doing you know they're filming themselves so typically if you're a kind of a influencer or something like that the type of camera you're going to have for video blogging is kind of going to be something that's going to have a a screen thing you can turn around so you can actually see where you are in the frame typically it's going to have a wide angle camera lens on it so you can actually capture in a tight space you can capture people it's pro- quite often going to have a good app or something that will allow you to remotely control it with a smartphone or some other type of controller. So these things are probably features that are not necessarily for someone else who, say who wants to shoot video wildlife. these things aren't maybe a con- you know I think they might the wide angle part might' appeal to them, they actually want something of really long telephoto, because what they're going to be capturing is going to be a little bit further away from the camera. So again, it's horses for courses. It's about what you shoot and the type of equipment you're going to need to capture that. So that's why like I said, I don't think you're going to get too many camera people with camera bags to sit down if you you know, just randomly went out in the street and you rounded up 30 photographers and you brought them into a room and you asked them to put all their kit on the table. You're going to have a whole gamut of different types of cameras, lenses, setups. Rigs, all these different things that people do, and then when you ask them what type of you know photos they capture, you're going to hear you know what type of photography people are doing, um, and there's going to be so much variety there that that's why there's so many cameras. And, and I mean, if there was a perfect camera, if there was a perfect camera to buy, you'd walk into a camera retailer, and there would there would be one camera on the shelf. There'd be one brand, one camera that you could buy. So that's why to my in my mind, the perfect camera or the ultimate camera doesn't exist because, you know, if it did, then why would anyone else buy all the all these other cameras and all these other brands? Why would they even have um why would they even be in the market? You know, like it's it's the same if anything, I think. If someone brought out the ultimate car, then there'd be one type of car that did it but you know, and the same analogy fits with cars. That people buy cars for different reasons. The person who buys a Ute Typically, because they need to carry stuff in the back of the ute, the person who buys a sedan or a station wagon may have a family, so they need you know they need the five seats and they need some space to put luggage and stuff in there. And again, then it might be someone who wants um, who likes the performance and that type of stuff who's going to have a car that's going to be like a sports car, which is going to be totally different. And all those cars perform different purposes. And people in life quite often own sometimes own more than one car for that reason they have a they have their everyday driver car which is a car that they um, use to go to work or you know to facilitate their work and then they have their weekend car which is a car that they consider to be suit their lifestyle and again that's what cameras that's the same deal with cameras that people are going to have a camera that suits their shooting style it's going to shoot you know suit what they actually are capturing and Like I said, it's going to be for all those reasons. So I think if you, like I said, if you're thinking about I need to go and buy that, try and find my ultimate camera, you need to make that list. So you need to think about all the things that are important to you as a photographer. Is megapixels important? Do you want something, do you want to have a lot of megapixels so you can actually crop into images in post and still be able to deliver a fantastic resolution image? You know, do you want a camera that can shoot lots of frames a second do you want a camera that really performs really good in low light you know these are all the things that you know some of the questions that you should ask and for some people yeah there might be multiple things that they would need and then when they start investigating they start to realize and this is why you see pro photographers typically kicking around they'll always have two bodies and sometimes they're not always the same bodies. sometimes they are if you're shooting something like a wedding there's, there's bodies that are perfectly suited for shooting weddings. There's quite a number of different manufacturers produce cameras that are, are fantastic for a wedding photographer. So they might just have two of them for for A, for um, reliability, that they've got the backup if something happens, but also the versatility of being able to have maybe have two different lens systems running simultaneously and just be swapping between the bodies to get, you know, different shots without having to stop change the lens on the camera so and then start shooting it because that can be really disruptive I know when I shoot events I'll always shoot with two bodies and I shoot with two um, slightly different bodies at the moment for different reasons and 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 it's that because one one suits some parts of the shoot better than the other and again you know if I had I suppose if there was one camera that could do it all um again like I said we'd all be shooting with that camera, if we had a camera that could just do everything. So I hope this, has got you, this episode's got you thinking, and like I said, maybe helped you think about that, that I suppose, that challenge about buying camera equipment, and which is the best camera to own, and like I said, and I'm always going to come back to the point saying, you know, what's the best camera to to have, and it's the one that's in your hand at the time when you see something interesting, that's the best camera. You know, that's the one you should be that's the one you're gonna reach for, that's the one you're gonna be able to try and capture a photo. Is it gonna be the best camera for that job at that particular time? It may not be, but you know, it's still better off to record something interesting and capture something than not capture it at all, I think. So that's where I think it's it's still worthwhile having using what's available to you at the time. So hopefully this has got you thinking about your camera, your what you you know, your future upgrades might look like where you maybe in maybe, maybe you'll think, well, oh, maybe I don't need to upgrade now. I'm, I'm gonna go back and read the read the technical manual of my camera and find out maybe it's got some features that I'm I'm looking for that I didn't realise it had. So again, it's kind of interesting. If you got any stories to share about your camera or your equipment or you think, you know, you've found that perfect combination um or you found that perfect camera. Maybe someone out there has found that perfect camera. Yeah, you know, drop it in our social media. Jump in on one of our socials, whether it be on my Instagram, or it be on the uh, Photo Mission or the Pot- Photo Mission podcast Instagram or Facebook pages. Jump in, have a look, leave us leave us some feedback. It would be fantastic. Until next time, enjoy your photography, and uh, we'll talk again real soon. See ya, bye. <coughs> That's all for this episode this week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment and don't forget to follow us on your favourite podcast app and social media sites. Remember, photography is a pursuit where there's always something new to learn. Safe and happy shooting, everyone.